The Atlanta Braves' a winning streak continues as they get a dominating performance on the mound from Kyle Wright Tuesday in three big home runs, including two from leadoff man Ronald Acuna Jr. for the 3-2 victory. We'll cover everything from Tuesday's game and set you up for Wednesday's game as well on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Amastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball, or you can check out my bio to see everywhere I am covering the great game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves, where you can be part of the conversation. Send me in any questions, comments, feedback that you may have. Also, on YouTube, if you're subscribed to there, please make sure you hit that notification bell so that you get notified every time I post a new episode. And also, so you can comment and be part of the discussion there as well in the comment section on YouTube. I really do appreciate those, and I try to respond back to every comment on every video that I post. And thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces as well. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout for this exclusive promo. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the 3-2 win on Tuesday over the Oakland Athletics for the Braves to continue their winning streak and extend it to six games. Talk about Kyle Wright's dominating performance. Is he a Cy Young candidate? Would he be the Braves' number two starter? We're going to talk about that as well. We'll also talk about the home run barrage from Ronald Acuna Jr. And the big hit from an unsung hero to give the Braves a lead in this one. We'll talk about that as well and then set you up for Wednesday's game. Well, let's talk with the or let's start with the game from Tuesday. The Braves won 3 to 2, like I said, extending their winning streak to 6 games. Great to see, obviously. You want to win as many games as you can, but especially when you're going up against the competition the Braves are playing right now, these have to be wins and Braves were able to get it done, maybe not the prettiest of games, um, but they do get the 3-2 win and a big part of that is Kyle Wright and the performance that he had on the mound Tuesday. And it did not get off to a great start. The first three batters of the game all reached base, all got hits. And before you knew it, the Braves and Kyle Wright were down two to nothing in the first inning. He gets out of that inning. And I actually tweeted after that inning. I didn't think Kyle Wright necessarily threw bad in that first inning, giving up those three hits. A's hitters did some a good job of putting the ball in play with two strikes. The only real mistake that inning, I thought, was I believe it was an 0-2 pitch to Elvis Andrus, who's really been a, a good hitter for the A's over the past couple of weeks, their best hitter. Uh, that ball is supposed to be away. It leaked back over the middle of the plate, and Andrus did a good job of kind of shooting it the other way to beat the shift. He also had a wild pitch in that inning, which set up runners at second and third, and the Ramon Liriano hit brought both of them in so 
again, I didn't think he necessarily threw terrible. The wild pitch wasn't great. Again, the pitch to Ellis Andrews wasn't great either, but it was really just a good job by the A's hitters, again, with two strikes, putting the ball in play, finding some holes, and they got two early runs. But that was it. Kyle Wright went into just straight pure domination mode after that. Again, gave up those three hits to the first three batters he faced, only gave up two hits the rest of the game. His final line, eight innings, five hits, no walks, two earned runs, and seven strikeouts. Through 105 pitches, 74 of them for strikes. And this is exactly what I talked about on Monday or on Tuesday's podcast previewing this game is that needed to see Kyle Wright be more aggressive in the zone. He walked five guys out in Colorado, had really been walking more batters as of late over his last four or five starts. Attacking the zone, especially against the lineup, one of the worst lineups in all of baseball. Do not give up any free passes. Make them beat you. And that's what he did in this game. I mean, 74 strikes and 105 pitches. That is a really good ratio right there. And again, the key stat for me, no walks. And great to see. I love seeing that type of Kyle Wright when he's just being aggressive, dominating the zone, trusting his stuff. He got 20 swings and misses in this game, 10 of them on the curveball, which was really great for him. He got 19 swings on that curveball and 10 swings and misses on those 19 swings. So a uh, great whiff percentage there for the curveball. His average exit velocity of get against just 84.9 miles per hour. So, you know, wasn't giving up a lot of hard contact in this one. Had some great defense behind him as well. He gave up only gave up six hard hit balls over eight innings, which is really good. Three of them were lineouts, including a ball off the bat of Sean Murphy that had an expected batting average of 730. But Michael Harris ran it down in the gap, and I want to comment a little bit more on that later so he got some great defense behind him you know, heredia harris acuna that is a great outfield defense right there and it was on display tuesday night and then i loved the emotion from kyle wright which you don't normally see a lot of but he went back out there for that eighth inning which i loved that move by the way as well i thought maybe he'd come back out for the for the ninth but i think he knew that was his last batter right there in the eighth inning he gets the big strikeout on that curveball uh, just a beautiful curveball for the swing and miss. And you saw the emotion from him coming off the mound. That was that was fun to see from Kyle Wright. And I just think he just he has that confidence now. We've seen it, you know, several starts now in the season. I mean, it it is for real. I don't know that he'll pitch this good because he is what we're about to talk about. I mean, he is a Cy Young candidate at the moment, but certainly he has the confidence, knows he can get through these outings, even when he does run into a little bit of trouble, which he really didn't after that first inning. Something that Grant McCauley pointed out on the postcast, and if you haven't checked out the postcast, it's on the Lockdown Braves podcast feed. It's also over on Lockdown Sports Atlanta YouTube page. But Grant mentioned the, the fact that six of Kyle Wright's starts this year, he's worked with William Contreras and has an ERA under 1.50 in those starts. Interesting uh, to note because William Contreras obviously was behind the plate for a lot of Kyle Wright's games at Gwinnett last year when it seemed like Kyle Wright started to turn a corner. So, you know, whether or not William Contreras, you know, had something to do with that or Kyle Wright just feels comfortable throwing to him, that seems like a good battery combination right now with Kyle Wright and William Contreras. And, and look, you know, I mentioned it on the postcast. William Contreras has, while he's getting it done with the bat, he has made tremendous strides behind the plate as well, you know, blocking pitches, calling a game. 
Um, I, I think he, he's he's shown, he's proven that he could be the catcher of the future for the Braves, which, I, again, I couldn't have said that a year ago where I thought it was hands down Shea Langoliers was going to be the catcher of the future for the Braves when they traded him. I really didn't know where they were going to go with this position long term. Obviously, they still have Travis and Manny Pena signed through next year, but I think William could be pushing for that job sooner rather than later. Uh, last no note here on, on Kyle Wright, he's gone at least six innings in eight of his 11 starts. So, again, just showing you the dominance of him this year, he is going deep into ball games and pitching well and effective in those games. Give you some of his season ranks, six and three, 2.39 ERA, 1.02 whip, 67 and two-third innings pitch, 73 strikeouts, 23 walks, and just a 192 batting average against. His NL ranks, he's fourth in ERA, fourth in innings pitched, fourth in strikeouts, second in wins, ninth in whip, second in average against, and ninth in war, according to fan graphs at 1.4, but that was before Tuesday's game. It hasn't been updated as of yet, but, I mean, he's a he's easily a top 10 pitcher in the National League, and I think you could make the case that he's a top five pitcher in the National League, and you pair him with Max Freed, and this is one of the best pitching starting pitching duos in all of baseball, in my opinion. And, you know, it begs the question, and while the Braves have, you know, still aren't still aren't ready to talk about postseason yet, uh, they still got a, a good ways to go. But you start thinking about the postseason, and obviously Max Fried is your game one starter. Is Kyle Wright your game two starter right now? Um, I think if we're talking today and right now, I think he'd have to be. I can't trust Charlie Morton right now until I just see him put together a string together some consistent starts Ian Anderson you know he's been solid but you know I think Kyle Wright has passed him and and Ian Anderson worries me and he doesn't always go deep into ball games so if you're asking me right now I think Kyle Wright is the second best starter on this team and I think he'd be your game two starter in a postseason but let me know what you think has Kyle Wright become that number two for the Braves has he passed Ian Anderson and Charlie Morton for that role all right, next I want to talk about the offense from Tuesday's game, including a big night from Ronald Acuna Jr. and a huge moment from an unsung hero that I'll tell you about next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone a moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of, of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when, when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. And if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement set pieces. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So it wasn't just Kyle Wright getting it done on the mound. The Braves had to score some runs as well, especially after the two runs that were given up in the first inning. 
and leave it to Ronald Acuna Jr. to provide such runs as he got a first-inning home run to immediately cut that lead in half. That ball hit 108.3 miles per hour to dead center field, giving them the Trey Young ice-cold move as his first of several home run celebrations as he rounded the bases. And then again in the third inning, he hits a ball 113.8 miles per hour, gets a curveball that wasn't necessarily hanging. He went down and got it and absolutely scorched it out of the ballpark to tie up the game at two. On Ronald Cunha Jr., he's has multiple hits in four or five games in June so far, so off to a great start this month. Also three home runs and a double. Um, great to see the home runs coming, obviously. I, I mean, we all knew they would, but you know, there were some people out there wondering where's the home runs, where are the home runs from Ronald Acuna Jr.? Well, they are they are starting to come and they are coming in bunches. You know, hopefully he's starting to get healthier, get more consistent at bats, and I think that's only gonna help him just take off even more. He's already at 10 steals on the season. He's in a race right now with Julio Rodriguez and some others to be the first player with double-digit steals and double-digit home runs this season. J-Rod's currently at seven home runs and 17 stolen bases. Acuna's at five home runs and 10 stolen bases. So uh, Acuna may be passing some of these guys pretty soon after missing the majority of the start of the season. And then Guillermo Heredia inserted into the lineup, was not supposed to start. Adam Duvall gets scratched late. And he led off the seventh with a home run against Lou Trevino to give the Braves the lead and ultimately the win three to two, his third homer of the year. And whether it's Heredia, Arcia, Contreras, you know, whoever has come off the bench for the Braves this year and gotten us a start, they've come through. And the Braves bench, you know, it's been something that you know, I've criticized in the past and especially, you know, at the beginning of, of last year. But these guys are coming through in big moments when called upon. They're not getting called upon a lot. Obviously, with the DH this year, the bench not needed quite as much. But again, Arcia, Contreras, I know Heredia, you know, hasn't been great when he's been in there every day. But I feel like when he gets a spot start here or there, he does something to help you win a ball game. He's always great defensively and every now and then he'll give you a, a big home run like this so again the bench for the Braves I think has kind of been um, quietly very good for them this season and then Michael Harris I mentioned the catch he had earlier uh, again that that ball that Sean Murphy hit that's that should be a hit again an expected batting average over 700 hit at 107.2 miles per hour and he tracked it down in right center field if you're watching the broadcast uh andrew jones was there with his son and i love the reaction from andrew jones when michael harris caught that ball uh, you know just kind of a wow i uh, can't believe he got to it just an amazing running catch again there, there was a couple of those in this game you know from all the outfielders love that outfield defense just a complete 180 to what we were seeing from the outfield defense earlier in the year and i know he went over at the plate on the night did Michael Harris, but he laced a couple of balls that were hard hit to left center field. And both of them were caught. Uh, obviously Pache out there, not that they were balls that were hard to get to. They were pretty much hit, you know, right at him, but Pache is not going to let much get down in the outfield. One of those balls that Michael Harris hit was 108.3 miles per hour off the bat. So I love to see that. I love to see that left center field power for Michael Harris. And hopefully he continues to do that. And hopefully they start to find, some gaps but 
even if he doesn't hit, he continues to impress with the glove. Love having him out there in center field, tracking down these baseballs. Again, I've said it several times, Adam Duvall did great, and he is a great outfielder, and he did fine in center field. But as I was saying even then, there are just some balls that he can't get to that Michael Harris and others can get to. Um, so I, I love having Michael Harris in there to be able to track down those balls in the gap. His defense has been well on display since he has gotten called up. Just a couple of other notes from um, the game on Tuesday. Um, Contreras, I already mentioned, picked up two more hits. Again, when he gets in there, he, he gets hits, and he's swinging the bat really well. I really love his approach at the plate, You know, just kind of spraying the ball all over the field. So good to see that he is continuing uh, to get the hits when called upon. Dansby also continues to hit. He had two singles on the night, three hard hit balls, and then had another ball hit at 89.8 miles per hour in the hole at shortstop that he beat out for an infield hit. So Dansby getting going as well or continuing uh, to stay hot. And then good to see Jansen get a clean save. Certainly needed it after some rough ones here lately. So hopefully that's good for his confidence going forward. Get him back on track. That would be great for the Atlanta Braves bullpen. So the Braves get the 3-2 to two win on Tuesday. Now we'll take a look at Wednesday's game and how they can complete this two-game sweep over the A's next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health. As I get older, that's something I struggle with every day. And AG1 has worked wonders for me and can work wonders for you as well. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him nearly $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after that experience and how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we get into Wednesday's game, there was a bit of news on Tuesday that I wanted to mention. Colin McHugh was sent to the IL. It's believed to be for COVID reasons, and he is vaccinated. So once he gets a false test and feels well, he can come back to the Braves. But in a corresponding move for that, the Braves traded for Jacob Webb, uh, old friend Jacob Webb, to add him to the bullpen to replace McHugh. Gave up some cash considerations for 
that move. I always liked Jacob Webb. I thought he would be a big part of this bullpen for a while. Injuries and inconsistency have hurt him and held him back, but I, I've always thought his stuff was good. Again, if he could just stay healthy and, and control it, I, I think he can be a big part of somebody's bullpen down the road, but obviously just there for insurance. I'm sure once McHugh comes back, we'll see Webb shipped back out. All right, getting into Wednesday's matchup, you're going to have Ian Anderson versus Jared Koning. Uh, Koning will be making his MLB debut for the A's, a 28-year-old lefty. Again, the Braves typically crush lefties. I know they didn't really get after Cole Irvin on Tuesday, but uh, they did have several hits against him, and, and he wasn't around very long, but hopefully they can get after uh, the rookie making his first big league start. Koning was 4-2 at AAA this year with a 2-2-1 ERA and 102 whip in 53 innings with 61 strikeouts and 15 walks. So very good work at AAA. And last year in AA was very good as well. A 3.26 ERA, 1-2-4 whip, and 121 at third innings with 100, stri- with 100 strikeouts and 43 walks. So again, he's been very good in the minors. This will be his first professional start at the big league level. So might take a time or th- two through the order to figure him out, but hopefully the Braves do, and hopefully they can give him a rude awakening to the big leagues. As for Ian Anderson, 13 earned runs allowed his last three times out. Some of that in his last outing was the Coors effect, and the Braves had a big lead in that one, so they were kind of just riding him out you know, another inning um, to save the bullpen because they had such a big lead. But he really needs to put together a quality start here against an A's offense that, again, is not really good. So hopefully this helps get him locked back in. I want to see him, just like Kyle Wright, be aggressive in the strike zone and make these guys beat you. Do not give up any walks, any free passes. So hopefully looking for a very solid start from Ian Anderson on Wednesday against his A's lineup. As for the offense, you know, would like to see them take a little bit of a patient approach against Koenig, especially the first time through the order, see what he's what he's got, what he's working with, and then attack him maybe the second time through the order. Look for some pinches that you can jump on and, again, get after uh, this guy making his first big league start. Brazel going for seven in a row and looking for a two-game sweep. And, you know, if they lose this game, it really – Feels kind of bad because it is a two-game series against the A's, one of the worst teams in all of baseball. You really want to win both of those games and go for your seventh win in a row. The A's have also lost seven in a row. Um, so, you know, the odds, I guess, eventually the A's are going to win a game. Hopefully it doesn't happen on Wednesday. Again, as they've lost seven in a row, the Braves are looking to win seven in a row. And hopefully Ian Anderson helps them do that with a great outing on Wednesday. That will do it. For this episode of Locked On Braves, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 